0: Welcome to NFT Telling Talk, where we explore the people of Web3 and their impact on the future of technology. My name is Sander Gunson and I'll be a host through this exciting journey toward NFT Talent. Today we have Alberto Shreve with us, the CEO of 100,000 Million, a company building earth cities and creating a human-centered, nature-focused, sustainable standard of living. With over 20 years of experience in business, operations and supply chain management and a notable track record. Of working with companies like Apple, Nest, Google, and SoftBank, he is poised to take 100,000 million to new heights. Today, we learn how. So sit back, grab a banana, relax, and let's get started. Start stream, go live, and here we are. We are welcome to have. Oh, hello. Oh, uh, we're honored to have uh, Alberto joining us from uh, 100,000 million uh, and alberto is going to be one of the uh, many uh, speakers joining us in uh, may for nft talent here in uh, talent estonia so alberto uh, can you start by giving a brief introduction on uh, you pers- personally
1: me personally okay so my name is alberto sherb uh, my full name is thomas alberto mara shurb so uh, I'm from uh, Mexico originally, and uh, I, I am a guy that was supposed to be a vet for the uh, for the cattle that we have in our ranch, right? And uh, eventually, I, I started to meet interesting people. Uh, some of them were family, and eventually, I got to go to one of the best schools in Mexico. And uh, after that, uh, you know, I didn't limit myself, so I, you know, when people were talking about great employees that they wanted for the companies while they were giving speeches at, at these, this university events, uh, I actually stood up and, you know, went and chased the guy down before the conference was over. And I said, you were talking about me and I got the next job. And eventually that got me to the U S so I was working in Mexico at Flextronics is the contract manufacturer. And, um, one day my customer, uh, Palm, they call, um, And uh, I was upset at, you know, something that was going on in the company. And uh, they're like, well, why don't you come to the U.S.? And I'm like, no, I only go there on vacation. And when I have money and I have neither vacation nor money to go. And then the lady's like, no, no, come over to work for us. And and I was like, oh, and I jumped on it, right? Um, And I negotiated a little bit. And then uh, after that, uh, I was at Palm for about a year, Palm Pilot. So this is dating me way back to when Palm Pilots were the cool thing, like the NFTs of today, <laughs> uh, or, or sorry, the NFTs of yesterday. <laughs> but, uh, but after that, uh, it was very fun uh, in the US. And then I, I, uh, I, got in, I got a call to go meet a friend at Apple. And then they said, hey, there's a job here. And uh, at first they thought I was too young for it, but then I convinced the hiring manager, the director, and, uh, and then they brought me in. And then I spent the next decade of my career at Apple for 10 years. And uh, after that, uh, I went to Nest with Tony Fidel, the, the guy that invented the iPod or, sorry, created and invented the iPod, I guess. Yeah, he did. Um, and now, you know, he's he's in NFTs, right? He created the Ledger Stacks. So, uh, so that's pretty cool. I got mine already pre-ordered. Um, and, uh, so I worked with him at nest and, uh, I learned a lot there too. And then after that, I, I, I got the, the itch to do startups. And, uh, so I, 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 haven't done specifically my own yet up until this one where I'm the co-founder of this company, but it wasn't my idea originally. Right. Um, and then, uh, so anyway, that's my professional part. Right. So that's how I get to a million. There's a couple of startups that went sort of good and sort of bad and then we get to a hundred thousand million but then on the personal personal side um i married my wife in 2008 a persian lady and uh so our kids are mixed between mexican although i'm not 100 percent mexican because my grandfather was swiss and there's a bunch i'm a mutt literally like i'm i'm full of uh, a lot of different uh you know uh, races i guess I, i could say so anyway, I'm a mut, And then uh, my wife, she's Persian and uh, our kids are, well, I think they're beautiful, right? There's two boys. So, uh, and they, they are the reason why I do pretty much everything. Though. Although sometimes I, I wonder why, why right? Because they drive me nuts, but, but that's, that's the beauty of the best project you can have, which is your kids. And uh, yeah, so as, as you can see, even my voice breaks up when I talk about them, right? So that's what really drives me. The rest of the stuff is just, you know, it's just trying to do better for the world. And last, uh, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing at 100,000 million or 100 TM, how we call it for short, is because um, I don't think I'm going to die soon. But if that were to happen, I mean, it's great that I worked at Apple. It's great that I worked at Nest. It's great that I worked for Google, even though they bought us. But I'm like, is, is this a legacy that I can leave for my kids? And I'm, am I actually using my time? for the best thing that I could be doing today. And I feel that this company, uh, whether I'm successful at the end or not, uh, just giving it the the, the hard, uh, you know, push that I'm, that I'm trying to get this done uh, is to me, very, very worthwhile doing. And then the people that I meet, you know, Sandra, you included and everybody that we met has been just, you know, beyond anything that I, that I saw at, uh, in my previous career, uh, although I, 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 I enjoyed it very much, right? And it worked out for me that I work for all these great companies. So, anyway, that's, that's a very long explanation about me, but there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, when it comes to meeting the, uh, different people uh, throughout your path, uh, whenever either building companies or just uh, enjoying to be within communities, then one of the best parts is to get to know uh, the uh, people behind those projects a little bit more uh, to uh, see where they came from and uh, what could be happening for the uh, uh, people within the communities or whoever is uh, meeting you. And before we go deeper into what is uh, 100,000 million, Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, in like very short pitch is that uh, you are uh, building new cities. And uh, and before we even answer the question, how or why, uh, or what, then uh, why? Uh, why? Uh, like, yes, you did mention that uh, uh, you very much care uh, for your kids, and uh, you also mentioned that uh, you want to leave a bigger legacy than just working at uh, Apple and Google. But uh, mm-hmm. why cities?
1: Right. So the it goes back personally. There's uh, there's two reasons, but the personal one. Um, in my family, we are lucky enough to have a lot of land. And when I mean a lot of land, it's about 2,400 hectares. So it's, it's significant, right? Um, and I've always thought that I could build a city there. Uh, and my whole family thinks up until two years ago, well, actually up until a year ago, they thought I was kind of crazy. Before they thought I was really crazy to think that I could do that. Uh, so as you can see, the people that I met, including my co-founder, uh, have brought me to, to a point of very steep jobs to connect the dots but they've, they've actually connected because I'm like uh, I'm like yeah you know technically I could do it in my land although we're not doing it in my property, but um, but that that realization of something yet that you saw way back when and I don't know why this came to my mind, but to me I was thinking there's there's a way to do a better life some somehow right then when I met my co-founders they were like hey um, we need to start to build sustainably because. Um, and sustainable, not just build sustainable, but build things that are resilient, that are prone to, and those are my kids shouting, by the way, <laughs> kids, uh, sorry, resilient to, to the things that we're seeing in the world, but uh, focusing on the things that we can do today based on the technology that we have and the knowledge that we have and the fact that it's been here for more than a decade, if not two or three in some cases, so the reason as to why, um, it's more like, why haven't we? right? And that's kind of our, our push because we're not architects, we're not civil engineers, we're not, I mean, my other co-founder is an electrical engineer, I'm an industrial engineer. We both have masters, but it's not in urban planning, it's not in urban design, it's not in anything like that. But we think that, that we need to drive that change to sustainability, building sustainably, um, and not, and not just the physical part, but to create the... Uh, sorry, you did say short, and I'm running really long here. <laughs> uh, to create the, uh, the mindset or the lifestyle that, that, uh, that is pretty much uh, our mission, right? To create a new lifestyle that is human-centric, nature-focused, and sustainable to the core, right? So I'll stop now with my brief intro.
0: Yeah, and I very much like how crazy... Uh, in a good way Uh, you and your co-founder are in uh, believing that even though uh, you don't have the urban planning uh, background you still uh, want to uh, help design better cities and uh, and funnily enough then uh, when i was uh, still in uh, middle school then uh, Mm -hmm. uh, by that point i was already in business and uh, then uh, in one of the classes they said so are you uh, let's uh, all design some business plans and uh, i figured that's doing another lemonade stand would be boring. So I also uh, designed right. <laughs> the idea of uh, how to start a new city. Uh, or in my case, I was uh, looking at, ooh, it is possible to buy some land from France and uh, to uh, make a kind of like Monaco uh, 2. And then I was uh, uh-huh. looking at the business plan, how to make a city work. So <laughs> right. it was a yeah, funny experience. And, and now I see that with 100,000 million, it's... Uh, uh, it's actually that the community, that uh, uh, maybe more people have been thinking that uh, it would be awesome to really design our environments, and uh, maybe we don't like uh, some parts here or there, so let's uh, build it mm-hmm. better. And uh, and these days, more and more people are thinking about it, uh, but usually, this very exclusive club that uh, is able to do something in hundred thousand million, right? I, uh, as I see it, is that uh, you are among other things, also democratizing the access of being able to give your ideas uh, into it. And now that's that's the part where I would like <clears throat> you to go deeper into what is 100,000 million. Okay, uh, I'll,
1: I'll repeat a little bit myself here, but at, at the core, we are a company that today is not a developer, but we, we believe that we will become a large developer because our, our goal is not just to build one city, but uh, we need to, to build many cities, sustainable cities, but more importantly have competition because even if I build 10 sustainable cities and and by the way, when I mean sustainable, what we're focusing on on the uh, measurable factors would be one uh, consumption of water of one third of what it is in Helsinki. Um, and it's pretty, it's a pretty high standard, uh, compared to the U S, um, or, or many other countries, right. Um, in water and in electricity. So those are the two things that we're focusing. Of course, there's many, you can, you can, um, um, focus on many different areas, but we're focusing on those two. So what we are is a company that develops, um, designs and executes the, the, the creation of, of Earth Cities is what we call them, because we love Earth and, you know, it seems like a cool name to call it, right? And then each, each city will have a different name, but, you know, for us, the project is Earth City 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, and what we do is we have the partnerships with the people that can actually build these things. So I don't need to be an architect, uh, but I need to be able to be the person that can that can steer the company at the point that when it starts to get optimized to be profitable, I can pull the lever and say, no, sustainable first. Sustainable first. Because the idea is not to become, you know, a developer that is very successful and and you know we, we build everything and it's and it's grandiose money and all that. No. The idea is we need to change how people everybody builds. We're only one company, and that's where I was talking about the competition. That everybody needs to say, wait, hold on, if I'm gonna rebuild Cairo. Why don't, I, why don't I actually think about making something that will last for 100 years in a sustainable manner, resilient, it's inclusive, and it's, you know, diverse, and all these things? Or Jakarta, that, that is sinking. They have to, these guys have to do it because they have a major issue. What we're proposing is finding uh, properties around the world that fit a certain criteria for us that allow us to do this sustainable one-third of water and one-third of electricity, or power sorry and then create these these cities around the world and this is where the volumes come in or the scalability um and um and that's and that that becomes really interesting and that's where we we think we can become the a very very big developer not because we're aiming to do that but because at the end if we're building 10 20 cities at a time it'll and and they take time each city will take us about 5 to 7 years to to get them off the ground and having people there, and economy striving, uh, thriving. Sorry, not striving. <laughs> um, uh, but, but anyway, it's uh, so. Yeah, that's that's. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there a little bit. But, but at the at the end, we're we're trying to build um, the cities in multiple in multiple locations. Right now, we only have Chile. We have four hundred and forty hectares there, which is enough for twenty thousand people. So it's not a huge city. But, uh, but it's enough that we believe that can create or foster a community that is, um, you know, excited or wants to live there. So we're And then we're working on figuring all of that out. Uh, you're, you're saying that you're doing the business model back in the day. Uh, I'd love to hear, like, how, what did you come up with? Because you never know. We might – this is the things that we need to find. The people that that can spark an economy from zero, right? I mean, imagine you're in the – in the middle of nowhere because our cities are off the grid. So we don't, and, and it's very important to mention why off the grid is important. Um, redundant, <laughs> uh, but because we can't build them next to Tallinn, We can not build them next to Helsinki because we are most likely going to be forced to connect to the grid. And that's, that's the unsustainability that will forever live in Helsinki or Tallinn or New York or, Campbell where I used to live because the grids are there and they were designed a while ago and they're they're not the most sustainable thing that is out there so if you start from scratch which is what we're proposing yes it's going to be more costly to bring things yes it's going to be more difficult to get things there but you have the chance to build it correctly and replicable for the rest of the world because I mean once I build one I'm sure people are going to be like where are you building next because you you already proved that it could be done and of course, you know, we still have to get to that point, but we're, we're getting closer and closer. I'll...
0: Yeah, I love how you're answering most of the questions that I'm thinking of asking you after each point, and then you go there. Um, but uh, talking about uh, the, the cities, uh, on the one hand, uh, I, I, ho- I do hope that uh, one day we're going to be able to Uh, rebuild those grids that uh, currently keep you away from uh, Helsinki and Tallinn and everywhere else. But I I think uh, the only way we can do it is uh, by first uh, building some of the cities uh, uh, in the -the off-the-grid places, uh, showcasing how it can work, and then maybe if someone uh, puts in enough money, we could uh, look into it. But now uh, looking at uh, the uh, current phase of uh, 100,000 million, and as you mentioned, uh, you are starting by building a city in Chile uh, and, and then you have some other ideas where to go next, etc., uh, uh, etc. Et and uh, maybe one day there is a model where anyone can come and uh, take uh, the research you have done and uh, use it to start new cities. But for now, where are you with this specific uh, Chile project? I understand you have land and you have an idea or the dream. Uh, is there anything right. else?
1: So we have, there's, there's um, of course, when you're trying to build something, there's permits, right? So those are, um, there's land use, there's environmental studies, all of that is what we're getting done this year, pretty much for, so we can say, okay, we break ground or start building in 2024, right? So at the point that we're at right now is, is pretty much um, doing the studies for how much water do we have? Um, how much water do we need to um, source from a different Avenue maybe be desalinization uh, our, our property is uh, has the whole um, width of the property is is uh, is a beach or we have access to the pacific Ocean right uh, so it's um so we, we could desalinate if we wanted there's a desalination plant next to us so but anyway um so we're and we're at those at the. At that process of getting all these studies permits land use changes uh, all these things done and coincidentally right now my co-founder uh, which i don't see online yet because we we couldn't invite him to speak he's in chile and he's been meeting with authorities there that um we're not you know we're not asking them to accelerate anything or anything odd but we're just showing them what we're trying to do and all that we've received is, you know, um, support to get it done. So it seems that the wind is in our favor, um, and uh, and we're uh, we're really excited because uh, now it's a matter of waiting, unfortunately, for for one part for all these permits and and all these things. Uh, but then the interesting part is that, and you mentioned it earlier, the community that's been the hardest nut uh, to crack because. As you well know, all of us here know, uh, we people are very, very interesting and difficult and complex and, and unique, and some people want this, some people want that. So building, trying to figure out what that community is, that's been the core of our work, and that's, that's going to be the next 12 months of us to figure out exactly, locally, in chile what are the what are the things that people want there right because um, i'll give you an example and it, it's a very very drastic example but in the bay area when i first arrived there there was people burning palm trees inside their apartment complex to heat up the place because they had never had a house and it was just brutal right and so if you if you think about that you have to be careful what you what type of facility you give to somebody if they and not just not to say that we're we're going to a place where people don't have homes right but uh but in in that great uh, drastic example uh, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen in any way like for example people uh, don't understand why they need to consume one-third of water or in their case it might be one-tenth of the water they consume today right um, so, so those things uh, start to be very interesting. Um, and specifically for that, um, we have a, a couple of workshops that we've done. We did one in Helsinki in September. In November, we did one in Portland, Oregon. We have a group of um, thirty to 20 to 30 people, or roughly, that we invite. And then we talk about these community, what this community is going to be, and how they're going to react, and what do, we, what do we think these communities are, so we can understand them. And our third workshop is in Chile, but it's a two-part workshop. One is with the authorities, and we're bringing them to think about the future of this community, so the place that we're going to build. And the other one is potential uh, first uh, habitants of the city, people that we believe that are going to want to live there. Potentially our customers, but we're not selling to them. We're just saying, come here and help us dream about what what it is that this community, from a person, people perspective, Forget about the infrastructure; we'll take care of that. Forget about everything else. But what do what do people really want in that region, right? So we so we don't end up giving them something that they don't want. Right? So those those are the two things that that are key for us this year. Uh, and of course, the design of the city is happens uh, throughout the year. That's uh, doing the uh, master plan of the city, and that's where we start to we have to start to engage people with people that are going to help us decide if we put a you know, a infrastructure today for a future tram system in the city. Because at the beginning, we won't need a tram, but we would hate to redig the city to put a tram in three years, right? So, but we want to think about all these things and have the guys say, well, if you're not going to need it now, here's what you need to do. You need to create cycle paths that are like, you know, 20 bicycles width, and then we can use that later for a tram and it could, you know, uh, work well and all these things. So all of that master planning and future-proofing, I guess we'll call it, is happening in the next 12 months.
0: Yeah, and uh, since we are uh, with NFT talent still, uh, talking about blockchain and web free and uh, some people might now have the question like uh, how does 100,000 million come into play here? Then uh, (laughs) uh, there is actually the obvious connection, uh, as you've been focusing already on the community aspect. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then uh, this is where it all kind of starts going in. But uh, can you explain your vision of uh, why to connect all of this with uh, the blockchain or Web3 side at all? And how, how can uh, this happen?
1: Yes. So the way we started on it was um, with, the, with thinking about NFTs with utility that are specifically tied to the physical city. And apologies for the shouts. I hope you can hear them; <laughs> they are pretty loud. Um, so, the utility of NFTs, we believe that there's various uh, avenues that we can that we can uh, work with in regards to the city, all the way from like uh, public transport for the city, uh, from from uh, the the most the one that I love. Uh, is to be able to, and again, we, we may not need the NFT to do that, but we do believe uh, blockchain will be very critical for this. Uh, that and there's a lot of companies already doing the carbon offset uh, of of um, or you know managing the market of of carbon offsets, and we carbon credits, of course, um, and we believe that because we're building a sustainable city and we can certify that it's that it's uh, you know. Uh, uh, capable of receiving credits or or offsetting credits, um, we potentially see that uh, ownership of a home will give you a chance to get to participate in this market from, from a house ownership, right? And our, of course, we also use, we think of the many versions of utility that we can put into different NFTs. Um, for example, in one of the Discord conversations, we were talking about having the, uh, the design of the home, uh, as part of your, you know, your, your welcome package or whatever of your house, but that your, all your, all your information could be stored in, um, let's say in the blockchain. Uh, we think based on an NFT, but you know, we may, we may change some of these, but in, in this way, we can even handle the, the historical, um, information of the home, um, that is you know, agreed by, by everybody through the blockchain. It's not, you know, I, I put in an extra room and nobody found out. It's, so we, we, we want to make it where it becomes actually very useful for the value of the, the homes, but also for the value of the city. Um, and and when, when we started to do that, we had to talk to people in the web three community and that that was a surprising part because we found everybody was actually doing something that we should all be doing in real life all the time which we kind of are you know cuz <laughs> when you start to join spaces and all this but i it's really really interesting that this community is is so uh I'll say supportive, right? Um, and not just of my idea, but anything else. Like I've seen artists support other artists and, and I'm thinking this is the way that it should all just be and it's not, right? I mean, I go, I mean, I come from the world of Apple where it's, you know, it's uh, right. careful. <laughs> you have to, you, actually your boss doesn't know what you're working on or back in my day, it was like that. Um, but it was, it, you know, it's like this other world We're here, even in our Discord, we sometimes get asked like, hey, are you going to show us, you know, everything you've done. And, and I'm like, Oh man, I mean, uh, I, I think so. But you know, from the world that I come uh, and I'm learning how to do that, right. How to open the kimono in a way uh, by being a company, because we're not a dao, but at the same time, it's like, who gives a damn? We want to help. And you know, you need to show me because or else how do I help you? It's not that I want to peek in to see what you're doing. So all of that has been really, really, really interesting because that's the future. I mean, we have to, use that, uh, what we've seen in the community, as part of our um, designing the cities and the communities that are going to live there. Now, after the, the um, or, or be- I don't know if we were going to do it before the Chile lab, we want to create the same type of lab environment or the this workshop that I'm talking about, but for the online community, because we believe that that's going to be the the moment that we marry the what we feel that the community does or thinks and and behaves and then just bring it down because we can't have everybody go to chile right or i mean technically some of these people can go right but it's a little bit harder right it's because of web 3 you don't expect people to be flying around i guess uh or or maybe i learned that 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 it is expected but uh but we want to provide that uh online and we're trying to design this process because we normally do it in person. So and and it's a it's 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 like a good nine hour day work, but like you're focused and you're you know learning and and then expressing and creating and it's a very fun experience and I and I do wish we could do um before the mid of middle of the year we'll do this for the community, I'm sure. Um the problem is we have to take somebody that's never done it digitally. And, and, you know, uh, help us design it so it's successful, not just, you know, a half-halfway done type of thing.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to blockchain, there's basically uh, two sides of it. Uh, one side, as you were describing, is uh, <clears throat> implementing the technology within the city itself. Uh, and uh, this is where some countries, such as Estonia, have previously uh, implemented uh, a blockchain as the ledger for uh, information uh, to uh, mm-hmm. keep health records or keep other records and then the other side is this community building side and you already mm-hmm. uh, talked about that one day maybe there is going to be this uh, uh, way for people to uh, then uh, buy some NFTs or get some NFTs somehow and uh, and then get uh, involved in this uh, design uh, process right. uh, yeah and uh Like from all of this, of course I understand that one side is uh, potentially getting all those uh, great uh, information and uh, uh, by bringing people together, then the decentralized brain uh, as a result might be uh, generating uh, new uh, ideas that uh, you could never have uh, by yourself. That's it. As you come from the uh, old world, as we could say, then... uh, Is there anything that you see uh, as a potential risk uh, by building it like that or anything to uh, fear uh, by building it, uh, not just open, but by actually letting people in from those uh, first days?
1: Um, You know, it's not that I fear about it. Um, I'm sure we're going to be surprised because we people always surprise each other like all the time <laughs> I could think about our neighbors here in, I, by the way I forgot to say that I live in Finland for the past year and a half so so anyway our neighbors here uh, um, they surprised everybody I guess but um, but I I mean I don't know it's it's uh, I'll find out and what I do think is that the right people they they continue to be there and you know I'll you know, we'll have to use best judgment. Um, uh, clearly, I'm not doing it in a way that that we we did the way we did it at Apple, right? Where you didn't talk about anything. Like, I, I literally had the iPhone in my pocket, and my mom was telling me, "It's like, oh, there's going to be a new iPhone from Apple," and I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And this is my mom, right? <laughs> That's the level of like like you do not talk about it, right? Uh, but here, it's the opposite. It's it's like. And I am having a little bit of, of uh, learning uh, or experiencing learning about, you know, what is this open kimono and how do you how do you actually – how do you give value versus just, you know, saying, hey, here's everything. Here's all the dirt, you know, because, you know, not everything's pretty. So I'm trying to figure out that. Like how, how do I give value, not sugar-coated, but just more like, look, these are the things that we're – that we're looking at, right? And like for example, when I said that the, the we don't have all the permits, somebody would be like, Oh, that's crazy. You never buy the land until you have the permits. And we're like, depends. Because if I have a land that can give me twenty-four hour renewable energy, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna convince the people around that they have to do this. And you know, this last trip to Chile has become a little bit of that. And everybody's singing the same song. Three years ago, this same guy in the same area was not getting the same response, so so he's really excited to say like they've they've come around because the world has come around. We've been through pandemics, we've been through you know things are getting hotter and colder and messy. You know people in the Alps can't ski anymore. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but you know it's kind of sad, right? That they have to ski on grass. Um, sorry, that's an exaggeration. That's not everywhere, but but um, but yeah. So we we are um, we're trying to figure that out. I, I don't know the answer, but. You know, I, I know people like you that can <laughs> guide me if I'm at a crossroad. So I feel comfortable because there is that, right? In these other companies, uh, in fact, a couple of times I was in deep uh, uncertainty and I reached out thinking people would be people. And the, the first thing that I got, the response was like, no, man, you've you got to fish for yourself, which I'm used to doing it, right? But, but I was like, man, there's got to be more people like me that sometimes you need a hand, and I didn't see that at the company so I'm, I won't, I won't name which one but but it was kind of like disheartening to feel that it's like oh I thought we were coworkers and it's not even that and I think in the web community you know if, if I'll meet somebody and if that person doesn't know there'll be somebody else that will know or guide me so the answer is I don't know uh but i'm gonna I'm gonna bet on humans to try to do the better thing and will I be surprised sure but at the end, the end goal is to to build this. And I think uh, it, sharing won't stop us from doing it. It'll only bring potentially, hopefully more competition. And then, you know, if I get 10, 10 companies like ours doing it, I can actually say, yeah, you know what? We made a dent in the world, all of us, not just me, but we actually did a dent in the world because we start to build sustainable. So, and anyway, and I could say that opening more would be better so everybody does it. Um, but then also, um in this world of fundraising and all that, you know the investors want to keep things and although our investor is pretty pretty chill about that, he wants to get it built, he doesn't care about the rest but but eventually, we'll get other investors that are you know they want they want to gain not not really the the end result, which is what we want. hopefully, we only get the ones that want the end result, not the gain only,
0: yeah. And uh, continuing on the co- community side, then uh, one thing is for sure the the people that uh, may want to uh, get somehow involved uh, either as uh, potential future um, homeowners or investors mm-hmm. or just uh, crazy people that have crazy ideas. But then there's also mm-hmm. uh, other uh, crazy people that want to build cities. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you already been... Uh, Discovering a way how to collaborate with uh, these other projects, uh, or has this uh, uh, the concept of building open kind of uh, led to other people reaching out to you to have this type of uh, le- uh, this high level discussions as well, or not yet?
1: So we haven't made an attempt to reach out and say, "Hey, you know what? We're doing this." Actually, well, we we have one case. Um, um, a couple that we met recently—they're on our Discord—and um, they—they're using—they're doing a different way of it, but but our ideas uh, match. So we're—you know—they're on our Discord, and we whatever we talk, they get to hear, and they share their information. We had a space with them a couple of weeks ago. Um, but then bigger companies uh, or bigger organizations—I mean, I've joined their their uh, Discords. And I come in and I introduce myself I'm the you know normally in our discord nobody introduces themselves but I anytime I go anywhere where I where I feel I'm in someone's turf or somebody might feel like I this guy's here to listen and and this is from the old well right uh, I just say I'm I'm this and I'm building cities and I hope you notice me because I want to talk I don't want to not talk right uh, so and and we found this uh, and I don't remember the names of it right but um because I'm not at that stage yet to start to engage with them but there's some people that are doing really interesting stuff with with NFTs that for example they give you the plans of the whole house and then if you want to build it it's 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 all in there and it's pretty cool i mean i'm thinking like yeah i mean you can build it or not but you know and, but you could have this this house that you walk uh, in the metaverse you walk through it but you actually hit a button technically, and you can hire the architect and the civil engineer and everybody, and then they build you that house because it has all the information to build it literally. So that's kind of cool, right? Um, so these types of companies we we want to talk to the carbon offset companies, of course, because we don't want we don't want to recreate the wheel. But if somebody's already doing that, and it's just a matter of plugging in what what provides the credit and i think that's that's a no-brainer so there's a couple of companies that we want to reach out for that um but then like for example the large developers like the the line we was uh, neom um one of my friends is an architect that works in that project so not to say that he did all of it but he, you know he's pretty high up um but and he knows what i'm doing but it's like kind of like two different things because they're they're off to build their version of the pyramids. We don't want to build pyramids or, or great walls. We want to build a lot of cities because the world needs them. So it's, it's a completely different thing. It's not, it's not, it's not like um, nonprofit and for-profit, but, but in a way we're closer to – and again, we're not a nonprofit, but we're closer to the mindset of like let's get this thing done because we need it not because we want to get rich, right? If that happens in between, I hope it it's, uh, you know, that, anyway, so I, I don't think that's important. What is important is that your kids' kids or anybody's kids' kids' kids, they grow up in a world where they don't have to think to be sustainable because they are. And, and again, sustainable, it kind of I'm encompassing everything there, but like, um things that we learned in Finland about how education is done and how it brings together the community and uh, you can't you don't know what the hell the other person is and it doesn't matter because your kids brought you together, but that's how that's how the world should be. And then that's what we're also thinking like the, the city should be designed for kids to be able to walk around. From three years old, they should not fear an automobile, you know, running them over. I love cars, but you know, if I don't have to cover cars, perfect, that's fine, because that's better for everybody, right? Um, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm digressing there, but <laughs> but uh, we we're thinking of all these things and in, in, in finding the companies that do that. Going back to your point, sorry, uh, that that can help us with that. Um, we're gonna. We start to engage with them. But it's more on, on technologies right now. For example, for developing our microgrids, we have a partnership with a company that that can manage that. It's technology that exists. It's it's no rocket science. They just have to they have the challenge of designing it for a city and in a modular way that I can continue to develop the city without having to rethink how to do it again. So so their challenge is more like, okay, how do how do I fit something that could scale as the city grows for 10, 20 hundred years. And in a way that it, that it won't disrupt life when we have to upgrade or so. And then, then they start to think, Oh, it's really the same thing, but I have to think more about it or think differently about it. And, and that's, that's the kind of engagement we're doing right now. So we have uh, people in uh, vertical farming, people in, um, in power, of course. Um, and we have, um, we even have companies locally here from Finland that are that are looking at, uh, at analyzing the information that is in the city today. But we want to we help them think about like what if you have to design your product for a city, and then their their eyes just go nuts, right? And they're like, "Oh, wait, wait, okay." And they start to put things together, and they say, "Well, I would do this, this, and that, and how much info could that give me for the community?" and and this is, this is uh, specifically, it's, it's a uh, company that checks the contamination in the sewage water. And, but you can detect pretty much everything about the society from, um, and I don't want to scare anybody, right? But drug use, from medication use, from diseases, the whole nine yards. Now, how do you use that data becomes really, really um, uh, important so, because the big part of all of this is we want to, and we have a partnership with that. Um, um, MyData, they're actually in Estonia as well, um, MyData.org, um, on how to, how to govern the data that we create. Because, and, and no offense to the Meta meta or the ex-Facebook, but we don't want to become that stigma of like a city that has everybody's info and uses it against them, right? Um yeah, I guess I can say that. Um, but we want to have a way of, of controlling the data and using it for the things that matter for the community. Like, for example, we can come become a big customer, kind of like what, uh, you know, like uh, if we talk about health insurance, if we can buy insurance for the whole city, it starts to become very interesting because then, you know, you can, you can prove with data that, you know, the society is living fairly helpful and this is how you can you know give a better policy for all of us and the cost goes down same for you know building the grids for everybody so you know leveraging the scale of of larger a larger community for for the benefit and the data around it right so which is very key for us
0: yeah and so so if so far we've been uh, focusing very much on the uh, blockchain use for the community side then uh, now getting more into the data side gets back to the uh, part where you mentioned that uh, uh, you've been looking at how to <clears throat> uh, use the blockchain information uh, or how to use blockchain as a technology to uh, then uh, store the information about uh, buildings and uh, and different other uh, d- documents and etc. Et uh, and I think it's a good part to uh, ask that When you are looking at the future of those cities, then uh, what types of technologies uh, within the uh, web-free sphere uh, would you want to be uh, using from those that are already out there? And uh, and even more, what is something that you are envisioning that could be uh, a big part of those uh, cities that you haven't even uh, actually uh, seen yet uh, fully built out?
1: Yeah. Um, so we, we believe that a lot of the things that Estonia has done with e-residency, for example, um, and I believe they, they leverage, um, all this information, uh, uh in, I think in the blockchain, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, at least in our vision, we're like, oh yeah, we want to do it like that because we think they're doing everything in, in that matter. Um, so we, we we don't know all the answers because we're not, we're just like, we're not architects. We're also not, you know, um, we're three experts. Uh, And in fact, in one of the spaces, somebody brought up that we created uh, some NFTs and we used Ethereum for, for our, you know, crypto. And, um, and that was frowned upon because it wasn't the most sustainable coin. And, and so, so I'm like, okay, (laughs) I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't choose it for, You know, I didn't choose Bitcoin over this one for, for any reason. I think the, anyway, it's just, and then now I have to think about like, oh crap, if I, how do I, how do I best use it? So right now we have a conversation in the discord about what is a sustainable, you know, um, coin and uh, what, what do we use? What do we want to use? We, we, you know, some people have mentioned Cardano, then there's some other things and so I'm like, I don't know. So I, that right now, we're trying to find out what are the things that, that we need. But in regards to technology, I think at the end, it, in my limited knowledge of this, um, we can leverage blockchain to assuming that the government also agrees, right? Because you have that, that part. We're going into a government of Chile. We're, we're not a, a, an independent entity within the country. We have to apply by the laws and all that. But we think that we can offset a lot of the bureaucracy that exists in cities today by creating everything to be more more um, more transparent and accessible, and, and assuming it's not private data, right, or personal data. Um, that uh, and we believe blockchain is is the way to do it. And uh, Now, uh, all of the details of that, I don't know. You know, this is where I'm going to partner with you know experts like you guys that that. Uh, to know more about this than me and and figure it out, but I think that's that's solvable. It's just a matter of of um, figuring out what makes more more sense at, at a certain point, right? Um, and,
0: and I think this is what goes very technical in the sense of uh, uh, choosing which blockchain and uh, uh, choosing how to provide uh, security of the data or how to ensure the sustainability of uh, uh, the blockchain. I, I think this is. Uh, As you say uh, something for the greater minds to discuss but uh, when it comes to the potential use cases uh, of uh, blockchain uh, based technologies then uh, that is where uh, i'm sure uh, we can envision a little bit more of uh, what could be done potentially not knowing if it's even doable or if it's uh, uh, affordable in the end but uh, if it would be possible then uh, is there any like super crazy ideas uh, or maybe some uh, very basic ones that uh, you would like to be seen uh, that uh, maybe people haven't yet been talking about too
1: much um well the we don't talk about it too much ourselves but we we have to create it and will and and this will encompass a lot of the things that that we may potentially think about right but there is a part of our business that is that is a software-based, let's say, that is um, connecting the physical world to the digital one, and and I think that alone is a huge project, and it involves um, uh, blockchain in many ways, or it can involve, right? Um, but at the end, it's it's uh, and it sounds kind of kind of. Uh, What's the word? Sorry, I lost my English there. But uh, so it, the word is is very ish because it's we call it city operating system. So imagine the whole city. If we can have transparency of how it's managed through blockchain on everything. So when you're paying for something, you know why exactly it is and uh, garbage, for example, or, or water usage, or it's all. Um, It's all managed in a way that that it's for the better of the community. And and this comes in in play when we start to balance microgrids around the city, you know, because then if we have quick information, we can pretty much start to balance out how the the microgrids, you know, balance each other out based on different consumptions around the city. Um, Same for water. Um, So... So, yeah, I mean, we're we're thinking that this operating system is, uh, it could be uh, a big, uh, difficult thing as well. You know, too many eggs in one basket. But we also want to streamline that. Uh, that's also something we learned here in Finland. Here, you have to go to, I don't know, like, just for, for a normal life. Forget about something elaborate. There's a gazillion websites, you know, like, that I think that, it could be much simpler, right? There should be one messaging system for anything that is you and government or you and city, and and just uh, and forget about it. All these other things. Now, there's other things that are really interesting. How they do the banking? Like, I mean, um, I thought the U.S. had me tight on on the banks. Now these guys, they know every single penny. And even before I put it in, they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> what happened here?" I'm like. Hmm, how did you know about that they're like we know everything right but and and that's okay right i mean if if that's that's the the system that we that we can create um as long as it's uh, for benefit of of the community i don't know how the bank knowing everything I, i do is good because that goes against the crypto part but anyway uh but but the way they do it which is really connected like i can't go anywhere without my bank credentials right That is actually uh that is that is yeah, it's more powerful than the social security in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, social security in the U.S. Yeah, bank credentials are, are king, I think, <laughs> here, sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, the OS or the operating system is, is, uh, is a big challenge for us because it's, it's a big project. But um, we, we believe that leveraging the technologies where the governments will allow us to, to change a little bit what they do um that will be that will be great and even if they don't change that's fine but at least we get it to the point that that for the the community it works and then you know maybe it does spit out a document that they have to sign and review and agree and stamp cool you know we'll, we'll uh, anyway i was gonna say we'll we'll give them a as an nft of something <laughs> sorry that's a joke it's a bad joke but uh but yeah the. The OS is, is the the big challenge and, you know, uh, similar to to what you were doing also with supply right? How to manage all of that. I mean, the supply, the supply chain, think about it from a, the world is now a city. It could become really interesting. Like talk about everything that happens, deliveries, uh, shortages of something, uh, uh, there's gonna be production we think that we're gonna have uh vertical farming in a, in an interesting way throughout the city we don't know yet if it's per house or per block or if it's a business that the city has as a, as a city uh meaning like a large warehouse where they produce everything for the region but um whatever it is um we um we, you know we want we want people to to be able to leverage that right so it's um uh,
0: yeah, and uh, I think the interesting thing that uh, many people uh, might not even uh, think about, and regardless of whether it is on Ethereum or uh, Cardano or some other blockchain, then uh, any of this type of system will be more sustainable than any of the existing systems. Because as you were describing yes. uh, in, in Finland or even in Estonia, where things are running uh, on the blockchain already uh, to a certain extent, uh, systems are still hosting all of their data locally and uh, running uh, servers for each uh, of the system. But what blockchain allows to do and what this uh, CDOS would allow is that uh, all the facts uh, about, for example, your water usage or electricity usage or something else are all stored uh, on the blockchain or whatever system like that. And then uh, the the other sites that uh, need to uh, use this uh, data, they can take it from the blockchain, instead of storing all of the data locally, they'll just right. take uh, most of it from uh, this decentralized cloud and only store these things locally that really need to be stored. And I- if Correct. you now think of uh, uh, 10 or even 100 uh, services uh, being run at the same time like that, then uh, it's uh, it could be 100 times less servers needed, uh, or, right. or at least even if it's three times less, it's already a win. Right.
1: Right, right, right. Totally agree. No, and, and it's um, and you know when you start to think about that uh, operating system, uh, it it's really interesting. I mean, uh, it's a huge project, but not as big as building the city. But <laughs> but um, but we think uh, it's going to be exciting for the people that we partner to do that because it's it's a uh, it's a big it's a big risk too, right? We have to make it work, but at the end of the day. Um, we also have to think about it being sustainable and your point is perfect there right i mean and that that i think is a good selling point to you know we can't build a city that is sustainable and yet massively bureaucratic and everybody's going to you know not be able to live because it's it's backwards but um, so you know those those are fun challenges because we're going to be you know, not to not to make ourselves you know puff up our ego but but changing the world and that that's actually worth doing, you know, that's kind of cool. And anyway. So, so yeah, we're, we're excited about that. Again, we, we don't talk too much about the OS, uh, but I think now it's time to, to start to, to discuss it because we're, we're starting to find more companies that, that we need to engage. For example, the whole carbon offset, they have to plug into this, or we have to. Or perhaps their system already can help us get in a way into this. So, so we're going to start to have conversations with with uh, companies that may not be able to do anything today. But if we start talking about it today and in, in a year's worth, we'll be you know very well set to do something properly uh, as a first pass, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, so on the one hand, uh, when it comes to specifically the. Uh, 100,000 million site, then uh, people can be expecting that uh, there will be different uh, uh, ways for them to get involved uh, in the process uh, via right. some use of blockchain. And on the other hand, there will be different ways for uh, service providers uh, to, over time, uh, build technologies uh, that could be supporting everything that uh, those uh, cities will need. And on the other hand, uh, when it comes to a, NFT Tallinn specifically, then uh, you'll be going to discuss uh, specifically the uh, sustainability uh, questions and how NFTs uh, impact all of this. So we're looking forward to uh, uh, those discussions uh, with you Mm -hmm. there. And uh, hopefully uh, now people will be able to come up and uh, say hi to you uh, in in Tallinn uh, with different offers on uh, what can be done uh, together. Uh, So uh, so anyone that uh, wants to uh, come and uh, see uh, Alberto in person, make sure that you uh, join us in Tallinn uh, for NFT Tallinn in May, May 9th to 10th uh, for the main dates and then uh, all the side events uh, around the uh, time. And then, of course, uh, join 100,000 million at Discord and uh, other uh, socials to be uh, in communication with Alberto and the rest of the team. But on uh, this point, uh, I would uh, love to see if anyone else here uh, wants to have any questions uh, going to Alberto uh, before we wrap it all up. So if anyone wants to ask something now, then it's uh, your chance. Just uh, put your hand up. We'll give you a speaker roll and uh, bring you here. And as we wait, then uh, Dylan. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to ask something, or Bob Natty already showed up? So uh, let's let's give Bob Natty a chance as well.
1: He's connecting right. Yep. Hey Bob.
2: Hey. Uh, Great conversation tonight. So um I have a question though. Um most of the things you've mentioned, uh it sounds like there's still a lot of like, you know, gray areas, there's still a lot of like what is and um you know there's still a lot of a huge part that is not like completely decided yet. So I wanna ask like is there like a time frame? Do you have like a you know, can you just give us like uh, you you know, a time frame to expect, you know, that there will be like a solid and clear plan? you know, for the entire project because, you um, looking into this now, um, it sounds like it's not particularly streamlined and, you know, there's no real, um, you know, time frame. You get what I'm talking about? Like, we, we need to know that by the end of this year, this will be ready. By the end of this year, we should have had this ironed out. So, can you just throw some, like, clarity on that? One? Thanks. Yeah. So, I
1: understand
2: so, that
0: we have a uh, client that wants to move in now. So <laughs> when can we, when can you do it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, no, so, so very good question. And this, is, this goes back to the kimono conversation, right? So we, I mean, we have Gantt charts. That's what you're asking for. A Gantt chart of like when things are going to happen. Um, so we don't, we don't post those everywhere. This is, you know, this is our part of learning, but, um, um, yeah. So right now the difficulty is, is figuring out what, how much uh, of of the data that we have can be can be shared, um, and and actually providing value, right? But what we what we do have are specific milestones. So early in the conversation, I don't know if you were here about, but we were talking about what it, what is happening in the next twelve months. So that's that's kind of the. Uh, the, the horizon that we're looking at. And we're aiming to break ground early 2024. Um, that's based on the estimates of how the, the, um, the permits, uh, how long they take, roughly eight to 10 months, sometimes 12. Um, so we think that that'll allow us to do that. Um, and then from there, um, then we have more details specifically like how many houses we're gonna build by so many months. Um, and when do we expect the first people to come in? Of course, pre-sales of those homes start uh, almost at the time that we do, we break the ground a little bit early, assuming that all the permits are perfectly aligned, right? Um, so, so we'll be seeing hopefully by the end of the year, uh, you know, we'll be actually trying to figure out if it's, uh, if it's a normal type of sale of properties or we do, something through NFTs or we do something uh, in, a, in a different manner that I don't know yet. Right. But, um, but yeah. So that those timelines, those lines, we have them, we just, we just don't post them everywhere. Again, uh, no, no, no. Um, it's not, it's not to keep it for us. We're just trying to figure out what is, what is the more important one. But if you're looking to buy a property, we're not well, I can't actually sell you one yet. Um, but what we are looking for is for investors today. So, unfortunately, I can't tell you you can invest in a property in Chile, but you can invest in the company. And of course, we have the ownership of the uh, of the land, right? So that's that's again a different question than yours. But but that's kind of the uh, the, the phase that we're in right now.
0: So actually, when I it comes to uh, when it comes to the uh, property sale, have you been thinking? Uh, is it going to be a uh, pre-sale like uh, Tesla's, where you uh, and uh, 10 years before uh, buy yourself a spot to potentially buy the uh, uh, property one day or uh,
1: or this is too early to tell uh, we, we don't have it yet we know how the world does it and we're not trying to re or uh, disrupt the, indus- the um, real estate industry but we do want to see how uh, we can leverage um, NFTs for that right um, the, um, another question that came up, one of the spaces was, um, how are you going to handle the, the anonymity or, you know, the, uh, the anonymous buyer of an NFT when you relate it to a physical piece of land and that that's kind of tricky, right? Because not everybody is doxed, and people have different personas. And so that, that's an interesting conversation to have because, you know, if, if you're gonna want to buy a land, eventually you're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna have to know who you're who you are, who's your dad, who's your mom, who's your kid, who's your everything, but not because I want to, but because that's how it's, it it's it is. Now, if we're able to change that, great. But there's some things that don't need to be changed um, if they're not broken. And I think if you know, if you want to buy something. Um, I mean, it happens and yeah, no, I mean, you definitely need to put it in documented, right? And, and now if we're thinking about doing it in blockchain, definitely we want to make sure everybody knows who owns that house and nobody, you know, suddenly it's like, hey, um, it's not yours anymore, right? Because <laughs> we're talking about a physical asset as well. So it's kind of tricky, right? If I lose my wallet and or give my phrase key out and, you know, somebody has the access to the NFT that owns my house. Dicey conversation, but we need to have it and figure out what we're going to do with that. And how do you, how, how do you resolve that? I don't know, <laughs> but,
0: and that, that's the part where there is uh, two different worlds uh, in the blockchain. There is the uh, privacy focused world, uh, and, uh, this is where the question might still arise, but then there's the, uh, transparency focused world where, uh, mm-hmm. they are even starting to accept KYCs because otherwise, uh, uh, a, a certain someone from a certain day country might come and uh, ask questions, but uh, from uh, <laughs> uh, and also when it comes to like building something fully and transparent, then uh, in the end it shouldn't be an yeah, issue. So, so that, that's another thing right. that I think the communities need to be uh, figuring out. But I see that uh, we also have uh, Jan uh, who uh, took a speaking role. Yes, hi guys.
1: Um, I just wanted to ask maybe a little bit different question. Uh, I wanted to ask if you will uh, go and live there in the city, Alberto. And uh, actually, as well, if uh, you have to buy yourself a house or does the team have like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. There. No, that, uh, yeah, that, that's a very. The interesting team question. keeps hundreds of the 10,000. For themselves, yeah. I mean, you could do NFTs, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, that's the way. Remember, remember the old well part of this is that we're a company; it's not me, right? So I can't own anything unless I buy it personally. Uh, and we, we, and I'm the CEO, so I am not gonna give anybody a free ride if it if it affects the rest of no. So, um, so that's the question about like, do I get a free home or not? No. Does the does the company hundred thousand million have you know property? Yeah, of course we're going to own the city, right? We're going to own everything that isn't sold is going to be a property of the company. Um, now, uh, in regards to going and living there, we you know tell me a project that. Well, actually, I can tell you a Mexican saying. You know, the the horse gets fed when the owner is. Feeding it, you know, knows that it's being fed. If you're not there, you know, the, the horse is going to go skinny. So, so we have to, right? If if you want to make your project work, you have to live it, and you have to not be there and you know, kind of like appear every other week. We're going to have to, you know, plow through setting up the city and and helping people, you know, um, figure things out. Because you know we'll have the power to to potentially you know change things how are done how they're done or or um or bring in the the people that we know to try to resolve issues right but but yeah, no we we have to i hope i hope you 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 buy a home next to where I may be living and the, and I do plan to buy one imagine if I didn't have a home there right, right so that would be sad yeah that would be <laughs> Again, crazy. The, that would be crazy it was an obvious question yeah me, but uh Still <laughs> No no I know but you you think about that we we're, we're going to build more than one right I mean if 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 we build one that's actually cute for my kids it's like great daddy you didn't change the world if we build 10 that's kind of cute for you know for a couple of people we need to build many 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 so um I think in the first city I'm going to have you know I'm, I'm want to I'm wanna, wanting to have a, a place, um, but over over time, I think it'll be illogical for me to have a home in every city, right? I mean, that would be great, but I do have a life goal of having property in five different countries, but after that, I stopped because that was my life goal when I was 20. So <laughs> but that's, that's not related to this project. That's just me buying property, right? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I will live there. Jaime for sure will live there. He's from there. I'm from Mexico, but you know, she lives. If you haven't been, you should definitely try to come and march with us because it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun trip. It's going to be the 13th, that week of the 13th. So we're going to be there two, two to three days in the workshops. Um, and we're, we're going to get to go to the land, which is uh, Jaime was just there. Um, and uh, he had to ride a horse and I had, to have him explain why he was on the horse because, you you know, it's not like you have to get on a horse to go there, but he had to go up a Creek that you needed a horse. So you don't have to walk too many hours, but, but I, I was so envious, man. I wanted to be there just to ride the horse, but more importantly to see the city or the, the city in my mind at the land. Right. Yeah. Um, I imagine that, uh, I think Xander would like to go there with the horse, right? Xander.
0: <laughs> I do it without the horse.
1: <laughs> yeah well let's 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 see I mean yeah. uh, uh, we'll, we'll formalize the event and let everybody know
0: Perfect. Yeah. Uh we also have another friend uh, who I know is envisioning to build a city in Greenland here in a, with a speaking role so uh, uh, oh. Catbox
3: hello yes crazy we're, we're, it's kind of remote right but really remote um uh and so i guess the question is with chile now you've got if building a city um you know chile is nice because you've got a lot of natural resources right there you got all that copper that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. is that kind of part of the plan is to maybe work with some of the natural resource providers or or how does that i mean because that could be a is that a partnership there and and i don't know how does that play into your vision
1: so so the the in our last space uh, they asked Jaime this question like why there right so specifically the first and the first comment you made about the natural resources so this the property that we that we sought uh, or that we that we got um, was not ours or any relative of ours we do know the person that owns it um, but they have um, Chile has a high solar power Index very high in the world, so the you know it's the best place for solar, I guess. Uh, but also um, at night we have strong winds that can provide uh, wind power. So this this specific land that has this flow of air at night or stronger winds throughout the year uh, allows us to create a a more. I mean, we have twenty four hour renewable energy. So we don't have to have as much battery backup, which we know what batteries are and how they impact and all that. But we we can do things. Um, we can achieve these goals of so doing one third of power compared to other places. Now, are we going to leverage the connections to the industries that are there? Like one big one is the copper mining industry. Yes. And funny enough, they... They have some property in, um, some of these companies have properties in Chile that are already inside cities, and they're asking us to uh, participate with them as consultants in a way. So we, we don't see ourselves as consultants, but we've ended up as consultants already, uh, potentially, sorry, it's not closed yet. But, but the idea is to help um, these, these big mining companies, because they have a lot of land, uh organize themselves to be a little bit more sustainable uh, wherever they're setting up. They're, uh, they, don't, they don't set cities near the mines because that's not the place you want to live, uh, but they do um, um, separate it from there. And we think that a lot of these um, people that work in these mines, because it's, it's a huge community, um, could potentially be the people that live in our city. Now the question we have is like, well, if we bring a lot of people that are going to fly out every day to, to their job, that's not sustainable, right? But you know, we're we're trying to make uh, see how this could work, and potentially, you know, we won't be hundred percent sustainable on every single angle. But if we get these the mining industry to to participate with just their employees living in the city. That could be interesting. It brings other problems, right? Because there, it, it becomes a city where people just sleep there. And uh, there's there's scenarios there in Estonia as well, and in many parts of the world, you have that issue where people come in at day, and then at night it's empty, right? It's it's dead. Um, so we we have to think about how do we balance all these things and, and ensure that um, that uh, the people that we work with. Um, are uh, what's it called um, are for a better community um, so it doesn't get overthrown by this type of places so yes the mining companies are important for us but also we have to be uh, careful with them
0: and I think this is a important part to uh, consider in general that uh, when it comes to building out the city in a remote place then uh, what will be the jobs there and of course on one hand it will be education-related jobs and uh, perhaps shopkeeper-related sh- uh, jobs, but then there needs to be some other value-generating parts. And uh, I guess in this case, anything to do with uh, some resources is one go. Anything to go with uh, remote developers and other things is another go. But uh, I think this is a big part that still needs to be thought through as well.
1: Definitely. No, we, we, um, those, those are the, the questions that are hard. They're not, I mean, building the city is easy in comparison, but figuring out how to create, a, and we say it like this, how do you create an economy from scratch? And you know, it sounds like a very simple statement, but it's like, it's you, know, you have to build the whole structure of it. So people want to live there and can live there and have a reason to live there, right? Um, early on, we were, at, we were asked like, what is the core function of the city? What is their business? And in a place where you don't have anything, you have to come up with that. And this is where I look for the, the person. And I every time I join a space, I ask: Is there somebody here that knows how to create an economy from scratch? Because I need to talk to you, right? But uh, but there isn't. But there, but what we do have is the power of the community. So together, we I think we can figure that out. Um, and uh, I don't know that it's going to be perfect, but I, I think you know, you know things are. Um, um, imperfectly great in this world sometimes, and that's fine, right? We have to figure out uh, what it is that is going to trigger this economy. So we'll, we'll have to go find find these answers. And these workshops are intended to help us get there, right? So it's not that we're just waiting for somebody in the space, right? Uh, but we we you know we want to take that workshop to the spaces as well, or sorry, to the Web three community, not spaces only. Maybe we'll use spaces for a portion. Anyway.
0: On that note, uh, Catbox, I think you had something else to add.
3: Well, it's, yeah, I I lived in in New York City for a while, and everybody thinks that's, uh, you know, a 24-7 city, and it is, but if you're in lower Manhattan... Uh, that place is empty by six o'clock. I mean, they finally put in some bars down there. <laughs> they finally started doing some <laughs> development. But I mean, it, it's, it was a ghost town. It's a ghost town in the right. evening. Everybody heads to Midtown. Um, so even New York City is kind of, because it's a long peninsula, and it's kind of at the very end of this long peninsula down there. So Wall Street's kind of at the end of the world, in a way. Uh, it's <laughs> interesting you say that. Anyways, that was my thought.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, these and, and you know we, we we are gonna face some of these things too, but but uh, <clears throat> at the end we have to try to foresee as much as we can and and figure out what it is that uh, people are gonna want there. So
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I know that it, uh, it could be going uh, very deep between uh, uh, Alberto and uh, uh, our cat friends. Uh, so I do hope that uh, you will be uh, connecting afterwards and I'll facilitate that uh, because uh, I like what's happening uh, on both sides. On uh, one side, building sustainable cities with uh, hundred thousand million, but then uh, on the other side, uh, building a uh, fortress in Greenland to sustain uh, throughout the end of the world. Uh, type of uh, scenario is, uh, is another thing to think of. So there, uh, there are, very exciting things happening when it comes to uh, kind of letting the dreams go and just don't care about uh, the everyday things, but think about like if we could redo something, what can happen?
1: Exactly. No, and, and your point there, and I don't, I don't know if Kat is, is uh, sorry, Kat, is that the correct name? Sorry, I only see a part of it, the name. Well, uh, but- we,
3: we're, we yeah, we're, we have this, uh, uh, we're, we're kind of, uh, it's a Atlantis kind of thing. Uh, okay. I'll just let you know, we're going to start raising under that, but yes.
1: But, uh, but you're, you're, if it's a fortress, and again, what, what Sanders said, or I'm, I'm envisioning you're, you're looking for something that is resilient, and for us, each city that we build has to be resilient, and then how we go about in, in looking at it is. And again, we go back to Chile. Uh, Jaime, my co-founder says, "You know, we're we're Chile is very lucky because out of the nine worst things that could happen in your land, Chile has uh, has them: earthquakes, volcanoes, uh, you know, tsunamis, whatever. They've got them all. I think the only one is typhoon that they don't get, right? But they they uh, this." this land that we're building also has to be resilient for that. And in the case of your, uh, let's say, the fortress, and again, apologies if I'm, I'm uh, minimizing it to that, uh, uh, but you may be learning a lot about how to do resilience really well that I need to talk to you about it because, you know, I I don't want a city that in a couple of years it gets washed off because, you know, waves came in and whatever, right? So we have to think about how do we, how do we build for resilience and our, our core is to work for the sustainability, but, you know, some things have to be, they have to be thought out for um, other purposes that also can sometimes work not in tandem with, with sustainability, but are important for the community, right? Like the resilience is, is critical. If we, um, and again, you can talk about resilience from the, the way that you design the airflow in the homes. Uh, to have more uh, less of a chance to get people to get contagious or you know uh, get diseases in the home because the ventilation of the houses is done in a way that it's it's uh, it's it's for that purpose that you no longer have to uh, you know you don't you don't go into a home or a school and then it's uh, that's where you get sick it's like it's the opposite it's it's almost like outdoors right so designing systems like that I think in your in your world is 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 kind of the things that you're like. I have to make sure that I can live. Again, I don't know if it's if it's a bunker or whatever, but, um, but you have to figure out how to how to think for that. And and uh, so I'd love to continue the conversation. Yeah,
3: yeah. I've learned a lot just living in Eastern Europe. Um, you know, because things like district housing stuff have to work in cold cold climates. You know, but how do you? You know, how do you build these? Like we have all these Soviet block housing and they look terrible, but they were built with just insanely strong concrete. I mean, you've seen Ukraine. You, you cannot level these buildings. You can punch a rocket through it if you punch enough rockets through it. But they, they you know, eventually they start to come apart. But I mean, when you see them, they're just, you have to almost punch through every single wall for these things to come down. And they were really built to last. And, and something that, For sustainability. That's my own thing is that like housing, you know, housing should not be expensive. I mean, really, that's one of those basic things. Uh, I get that it is expensive and stuff. But really, you know, these housing bubbles, like in Canada and stuff are just crazy, because, you know, we're not building enough of these homes. And and the ones we do build, especially in the US and stuff are just styrofoam and chicken
1: wire and plywood. And, you know, (laughs) they're not going to last. (laughs) <laughs> I hear you on that. In fact, uh, we are our, our goal is to not, not make affordable homes, but accessible homes. Because uh, um, if we if we can't uh, build it in a way that people can actually, you know, afford it, that they're, they're not going to want to be there. So we're really focusing on that. And the way we do it is uh, the remote location gives us. Um, price advantage that can offset the cost of many things that you can then later actually provide uh, general pricing, good pricing for all the homes, right? Uh, so, so that's what we're banking on. We 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 look at the value of natural resources and and the lands normally are cheap. Sometimes we're we've been offered free land already. So, but you know the value for us on the other things is not not there, so we don't take it. But but we there, we believe that there's enough land around the world to 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 and that's what the name of the company hundred thousand million is you know we, we should be able to if we do it correctly sustainably we should be able to have a hundred thousand million people in this world but not the way we're doing it today and uh, our 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 idea is doing it through the cities now we don't want to have hundred million thousand million people in the world but um, but technically, it's uh, if we think about it correctly, we have everything to do it right. We just have to do it, and you know that's where we're at. But um, anyway, thank you. It's uh, thank you for the questions. I don't know if there's any other question or oh, Sorry, Sandra, you're you're up.
0: Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I think it's we we've been already up for one and a half hours, so uh, we should start wrapping up soon. But uh, is there anyone else that wants to do the last last question to Alberto before having a chance to ask questions from him uh, at NFT or, of course, in their discords?
1: Yes. Only crickets, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so in this case, uh, I think uh, we've been having a good conversation. I hope now people have uh, a little bit more background uh, whom to you are, Alberto. And uh, and then uh, once we go into deep discussions uh, in Tallinn, then uh, they'll know where you're coming from.
1: Definitely. Uh, So, so,
0: thank you and we're looking forward to hosting you in uh, in Tallinn. Uh, And for everyone else, uh, thank you as well. We'll be organizing next uh, NFT Tallinn talks uh, already uh, next week with uh, some of the uh, other uh, speakers that will be joining us uh, in uh, Tallinn. So, uh, see you next week. Thank you very much. That's all for today's episode of NFT Tallinn Talk. I appreciate all of you for tuning in, and I hope you'll time in for our next episode. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast if you found it valuable. It really helps us out. I encourage you all to visit nfttallinn.com to learn more about the event. And grab a ticket when you're ready. I promise you the experience in Estonia will be a worthwhile one. (laughs) Bye-bye.